0: everybody to the Genius Podcast and um, today I'm delighted to do a day feature on one of our wonderful journalists, Linda. Um, she's going to share a little bit about herself and her experience of the journals and also sort of where she's come from and what were some of her reservations, what were some of the things that she was wanting to work on before she came in. So, uh, lovely to have you with us, Linda. Um, would you like to just give us a little bit of a brief introduction and a little bit about yourself? I could. Yes,
1: thank you. And um, thank you for inviting me not only to do this but also to get involved with the journals. It's been an incredible experience um, and I'm, I'm just so full of joy that I'm doing it because as and I, I will say here as difficult as some of it is to bring yourself to to answer the questions fully, the um, fear that that might bring up actually is you know as they say false evidence appearing real once you get into it and you work through the process, the outcomes far outweigh the discomfort of the process, um, I would say, so yes. Um, So, yep, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm um, well into my 50s. I um, started my life as a paediatric general and intensive care nurse many years ago. Um, trained and lived in Manchester, then moved down to London and worked at Guy's in an intensive care unit down there. Loved, loved my job. Um, you know, the whole being with children and um, working with families and seeing them through processes of sickness um, really was something that I was passionate about and loved. But emotionally, it used to take a huge drain on me. And what I found when I had my children, um, I have three beautiful children all grown up now. Um, was that when I looked at going back to work as they left, you know, sort of went into school and things, emotionally, I didn't think I could go back into that situation. I found it quite distressing to think that my own children could be in those situations and the emotional toil that that would take, I made the conscious decision not to go back into that, that line of work and then got to move around the world, fortunately, had wonderful experiences living overseas because of my husband's job um, which really enriched my life. So um, meeting Nick and um, experiencing some of her enthusiasm and her knowledge and passion for what she does, and then being invited to get involved in the Genius Journals, um, part of me was really excited about it, and um, absolutely yes was the answer. You know, no way, absolutely yes, I would get involved in this. And then the self doubt and the fear and the I'm not good enough and what if what she thinks I am is really not what she gets and all of that so I had a few moments of well more than moments of self-doubt and as part of being involved in the journals it's you know it was important for me to see what this journal was all about and work through it so worked through the beta testing groups and I've actually been back and redone the start of the journal again Mm. um And initially, I found it really difficult to write down any of my answers, except for the superficial ones. So I'd put stuff down, and I'd put the sanitized version down, and I'd start to go down little wormholes in me, and it was bringing up feelings that I wasn't expecting, and some that I was. And you were there. So um, what I found is that the journal has been an incredible tool for change, self-development, for owning my own feelings and expressing them and the, the posts and things that, you know, that, that we experience within the journal, the stuff that Nicola brings to us, it's almost like she's reading my mind or she's in my psyche, but you know, it's not just me, everybody else in the journal says she must have been, she must have been reading my mind, she must have known what my problems were, how did she know to go down that subject matter this week? Um, so it's been incredibly, incredibly useful and wow. powerful, absolutely powerful. Um, and I would say that if you know if you're thinking of coming in and doing the journals, don't worry. You know, I might be making it sound like it's a bit deep, because you can do it on whatever level challenges you. And for some of us, we really, really, really want to move our lives forward. We we are committed to change. And some people come and test the waters and go holy moly this change is scary and it's a bit like we've just been talking about going um open water swimming you start to go in and it it takes your breath away and you've got to learn to control your breath to control the fear of not having breath because you know what it's your body's primary responses to breathe and we always say about children back to my nursing background if a child has a temper tantrum to the point that they hold their breath To make a point and they pass out, don't worry. Because when they pass out, that automatic system takes over and they breathe again. And it's a bit like cold water swimming, tantruming children. The journal, you look at it and you think, oh, do I really want to do this? Take that deep breath, let it out, take another few deep breaths and get in there. Because when you get to the other end, the pleasure, the rewards are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal.
0: I love that analogy about the, um, so Linda and I have, have actually been while swimming together, socially distancing, but um, and we were talking about this, like our different approaches. So like Linda loves to sort of slowly, gradually step out and just take her time and like get comfortable as the water level rises as you wade further and further out. And we were having this discussion once where we were saying, well, I think I'm at kind of a point of no return. Like I kind of have to just bulldoze in and then just like dive because otherwise I'll talk myself out of it. Um, and so this is the different approaches that people take to the journals, exactly as you say, you know, some people want to do it little step by step and there's that opportunity to do it. I think one of the strengths of it and what I've tried to incorporate into it is this flexibility of this ability to take it at your own pace. If you're a dive in kind of person, you can go and dive in really deep on the first time or you can slowly, gradually, like you say, sort of wade out a little bit. So. Um, I think it's, it's probably nice for us to talk a little bit about the first exercise. I know for a lot of people that have done the journal, it's been really revelatory in, in sort of gaining a huge amount of clarity on exactly what it is that we want. Um, to give those of you that haven't done the journal or are interested in it at all, the dream Day is where we take a snapshot of a period of time in the future, at whatever time, there's no time limit on it, um, and we look at some of the elements of um, what are the constituents, what are the elements of that? dream day, and this becomes your sort of guiding light, your internal compass, as I call it, for where you want to head to, and then you're, as we unpick in the journal, we take you through step by step how to live a little bit of your dream day, you've probably seen it on my sort of social media and all of my sort of things that I communicate out, Um, is trying to just live a little bit of that dream day, have a little bit of that joy in your day, and what you'll find is actually in that pursuit of that, you unlock more and more and more and more, so we're just really pursuing a curiosity, um, not too many specifics because I know it's a very personal journey but what was your sort of experience of that first exercise and, and some of the, the sort of outcomes from doing it and
1: yeah so um, you know I'm somebody who shares experiences it's part of my nature I'm a sharer I'm, I'm an information giver I'm not a container so I'm more than happy to share large parts of my experience and there's a couple of private things that you know I keep back but You know, that's my nature. So, you know, if you're doing the journal, what I would say is only give of yourself what you want to give to others and the rest of it, keep personal. And I think that's really important, you know, because in the community, we have community calls, question and answers, and we have tutorials and people like me give very freely and other people may find that, oh, I'm not sure because... I don't want to give that much of myself but that's who i am and i know lots of people who are containers of information and personal stuff and i 100 percent completely as everyone in the journal respects that you know that is that is personal to you and we do not expect you to bear your souls and and it's you know and it's wonderful to see that little dance around how people tell their stories i find that fascinating and intriguing so for me Doing the dream day journal um, was a bit of a, a bit of a balancing act. And um, I thought when I started doing it, oh this will be easy. I'll just get on with it. And then I realized actually that it was very difficult. And I froze for quite some time, not, not just hours, but days and weeks, because part of what I was discovering was, and it's a real um dilemma because so much of my current life that I live has massive elements of my dream day in it. Um, And yet I'm dissatisfied. I am wriggling and squirming going, I need change. This has to change. I cannot continue like this because I feel really uncomfortable. So what I found myself was Flagging up things that I needed to look at and move through, which has been great because the journalists helped me do that as we've moved past that, that beginning phase. So I was looking at my dream day, I felt really guilty because massive elements of my dream day already exist. I can access them very easily, but there's this great big elephant in the room that is making me want to move away from what I currently do into a new life um so
0: for a second right. there. sorry just it's really interesting to hear you're somebody that when you wrote your dream day you found there were constituents of it already um what did that have on you even just that realization
1: um i felt a bit guilty that i was um already manifesting <laughs> already had in my life all of these elements i'm like what what's wrong with you woman what is wrong you've got horses in the paddock that you could choose to ride anytime you wanted you've got a beautiful home you live in an incredible you know place in the world um you know i go and sit on the log to have my breakfast in the morning on nice days i can walk barefoot in the grass i have well i don't have a dog at the moment because my dog died earlier this year and that was part of the process while i was doing this my my companion dog that i've had well she we bred her um so Part of me felt really guilty mm-hmm. for wanting to do this because, look, I've already got these things. And um, out, of, out of looking at it and going, so what, what is missing? And why do I feel this discomfort if all of this is already here? What yeah. is missing? So I then started looking at specifics. And it led me to have a conversation with my eldest daughter. And I was saying to her about this place that we live that I'd dreamt of it, I'd imagined it, I'd longed for it from being a small child. It was the most ideal, you know, it, it, I had to pinch, I still pinch myself, that I mm. ended up in a place that I dreamed of from being a small child. So why was I feeling uncomfortable? And what I realised was when we first came here, which was over 20 years ago, um, well, 25 years ago, my children were very small. And it gave me exactly what I wanted: the motherhood that I envisaged, um, you know, the childhood for my children, the freedom to run in the fields, to have a pond to play in and dogs and pets and horses. And all of this dream became a reality, And I lived it. We didn't have fancy holidays, we didn't have fancy cars, we didn't go out for meals, but the elements that were important to me. I had in abundance. Mm. Um, and that, that was incredible. So why was I going journaling? Why was I looking to this <laughs> to, to, to help me change? What, what was all that about? So there was a big, big guilt came in. And my daughter said, and it, 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 was, it was wonderful. She said, yeah, but mum, your dream is changing because you're no longer a mother. You yeah. gave us so that dream has almost expired. You had it, you ate it. And yeah. now what you're left with is an empty cake plate with with no cake on it anymore because your children have grown up and gone. So why <laughs> are you holding on to that element of the dream when yeah. actually you should be setting new dreams for yourself? You mm-hmm. should be looking at, you know, I've done motherhood, I'm doing grandmahood. I, you know. I have all of these wonderful elements, but there's still this dissatisfaction. And I've realised that one of them is that although I love the job I do, I love the farm, I love the small business that I have, it's not satisfying me. I have no kind of career or job personality. Um, I'm very. I, I'm discovering through the journal. My you know zone of genius, my zone of competence, my yeah. um, zone of non-competence very yeah. much
0: <laughs> so. yeah. just, just to give everybody a little insight, when you finish the journal, there is a series of genius guides that we have, and we've been progressing through those in May, and one of them was sort of genius. which I think Linda had a huge revelatory and is still unpacking all of that <laughs> yeah. we your strengths, weaknesses, your natural talents, and your gifts, and you see about how you can incorporate more of that into you know, intro lifestyle, your life, so, and these journaling exercises, like you say, are, are i picking that a little bit, um, but I love what you say about, like, the transitions, and the different stages, and how things change, um, I covered it in a, one of our last podcasts, where we talked about, um, you know, that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and also this, you know, the breakpoint where joy is happening, is the name of the podcast, and it is just knowing, like, where are these little breakpoints where the joy is happening, and then, following that and trying to create more of that and I think you know this is intentional living and I think I talked about it as well on the podcast a lot of people like my age reached that point where we've strived and we've done everything we were told to do so you know similarly for yourself you know you made a beautiful home and you raised three children and you did that side of things so similarly from my perspective by people of my sort of generation we we got the job we did the we did university we got the job we met the nice person we had the house and now we're sitting in this job and we've done all of these things and we're like is this it like now what now what so I think like you say it's even interesting to hear like your situation and looking at how the journal unlocked a whole new load of possibilities and a bit more clarity um on where is it you want to go but not any succinct clear vision of it it's more just pursuing a curiosity and seeing what are the elements that need to form part of it because I definitely think what you're saying as well is it can be overwhelming as well, um, too many things, and it's where a lot of people fail with changes. They try and attempt too many things at once, whereas this approach is very much just looking at little key areas and making them a focus and gradually sort of unearthing <laughs> what it looks. It is. Like, you know? um, it is plenty of analogies for it. So yeah, I love it's that.
1: an it's an ongoing process. So one of the one of the big t- key takes from that that dream day because I, I can imagine it. And as I've been living through lockdown and things that have been happening, I've had things happen. I'm like, that needs to be my dream day. That part yeah. of this day that I am living now, enforced as it might be, that is something that I really want to take forward. So I'm uncovering elements of my dream day. But I had a huge, huge feeling of guilt around when I was imagining my dream day, my children weren't there. And that was like heartbreaking. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, oh my goodness, I'm a- Why are my children in my dream day? And partly because of the conversation with my eldest one and partly because I just realized they're grown up. They are grown up. And I let go of them as they grew up. And I have friends who are, you know, that empty nest syndrome. They're desperate. You know, they they don't know what to do with themselves. And they're heartbroken that their children have grown up and gone. And I wasn't. When my children grew up and stepped out into their own world, I was like, wow, what have I created? That's wonderful. What have I helped create? I didn't create it. I was just part of their journey. But I found it really joyful when I saw my son at 18 take off to New Zealand for the year. My husband was like, don't go, don't go. And I'm like, wow. And it was such an adventure that I loved hearing about. And my daughter's been overseas. And I just love the fact that she's independent and confident and you know I, I look at one of my daughters bringing up her children and the way she's doing it i'm just like in raptures and that's one of my best i suppose my best takes from life is that i have three wonderful independent um productive children and when i looked at my dream day and they weren't in it i felt guilty and really sad I'm like why why are they not in my dream day And then I realized it's because I'm 57 and we're 20 and we should not be sharing the house, the life, you know, our experiences are different. And then I reflected on my own parents and we got on and lived our lives. They didn't interfere. You know, they went off climbing mountains and going on cruises and having a wonderful time when we left home and I would see them on regular basis. I would take my children to see them because they're lovely people and spend time with them, and you know, my dad would take them fishing and walking and and gardening and you know, picking things in the greenhouse, and that was wonderful. But our lives were not intertwined, we visited. And once I'd got over that guilt of my children not being in my dream day, oh my god, how could I want them not to be there? It was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, they grew up, didn't they? So it's all right. So, part of my dream day became that I had good connections with my friends and family that I could touch base with them as and when I wanted that connection they the people you love and care about don't have to be in your present for you to love and appreciate them so I wasn't throwing out of my my dream day I was actually knowing that the place I'd come to in the future was a good place and that they were living good lives and that was that was incredibly important
0: I think, yeah, and I think your experience was similar to a lot of the journalists who've done it as well, that they were like, they felt really, there the feels an indulgence or a selfishness in looking at your own life and what you want to achieve. And I think a lot of us sometimes are living the expectation of others or what we interpret as the expectation of others. And it's certainly been interesting in just touch on my personal experiences. I've always felt a very strong internal confidence and it sometimes hasn't made sense to people quite what I've done when I've done it. Um, but it's always made sense to me because there's been an alignment of knowing, in the direction I want to head, what are the elements that I want to have. And like you say, rightly, you know, living to the expectations of what you think other people want um, is, is something that sometimes subconsciously we do do, um, but we, we don't necessarily realise. And I think with the dream day exercise and certainly the exercises after it, it, it feels selfish. But at the end of the day, you are the one in command of your own life. You are in the one in command of the direction that you want to head to and so rightly so it sort of empowers you to see this is what I want and at the end of the day those of us that you know those people that we know that are kind of have gone and lived their life and and not had to explain it to other people are the people that we watch in films we read in incredible books we're inspired by you know part of the exercises looking at who inspires you and I think yeah. I've been inspired by people who've gone and pursued their passion gone and pursued their their dream and gone and made it happen and I've always been in awe of that and so I think it's It's nice to acknowledge that there is sometimes a feeling of selfishness with it. But at the end of the day, it's your life and you have to be in the driving seat, not the passenger seat. Um, So making that distinction again, I guess, was really clarifying for you in that in that moment. Uh, Absolutely. And it
1: it wasn't within the journal, but it's something that I learned um, from somebody could even have been Jim Rowan some time ago. That the best gift that you can give your children in the world is to be the best version of you because you in a happy place in a happy state doing what you're good at in your zone of competence and genius is you giving the best of yourself so that's going to have the biggest impact on you your life the people around you but also you don't become a burden to other people because if you're not living your best life you become a burden to the people around you because they're worried about you you know they're trying to comfort you they're trying to bring you out of yourself and they spend lots of energy around you not living your best life when if you just got on and lived it and stopped worrying about what other people would think <laughs> yeah. other people wouldn't have to worry about you so yeah. you know look after yourselves first be your best version of you because mm-hmm. then it enables everybody around you to live their best life as well you yeah, know
0: so i think i think that's really interesting as well with why there's a community element to the journal so i think just doing this in solitude would be quite isolating and you wouldn't have that encouragement of of others I mean we've had new people come into the community and they've kind of been embraced and on the calls they've been hearing about people you know nailing their habits or making some changes or getting that exercise routine that they've always wanted to do they're putting it in place and making it happen using the house skill set the tools that we teach in the journal and I think it is you are the sum of the people you spend the most time with and having a community that you dive into calls where there's just like no excuses it's like whatever it is however big small your challenge is with what you're wanting to achieve or whatever your dream day is we're all aligned in our missions we're all going off in different directions and where we want to go to um we've got you know some people looking at you know career changes we've got some people looking at really looking at what is their true talents what's their skills um you know you've got yourself sort of uh, you know transitioning and thinking like what does what does linda want what's linda going to go and do now you know now that you know having kids and all of that side of things it's it's all very exciting to be in a community of people and there's never underestimate the power of just being around those kind of people the comments that are going up the posts that are going up the sharing that's going up the humility as well I think understanding it's a human experience nobody's going around smashing every single day I for one am not like I freely post pictures of me like (laughs) all sorts of different things or when we're struggling people are sharing things and I, I just love that comfort of knowing you're still on mission, you're still heading the way you want to go, but you're, you're part of a journey and there's ups and downs and there's a load of other people going through exactly the same as you in their own personal pursuit, but there's that unitedness in that we're driving forward and something that we actually really want um, and there's a curiosity and a sort of trying stuff out to figure out what are the pieces, pieces of the puzzle, as it were, sort of thing. So,
1: One of the things I love is that encouragement to go and try something because until you've tried it, how do you know how you're going to feel? You know, it might be that you, you try something that you're like, I'm mm, not sure about that. And it becomes your passion. Or you try something that you thought you always really, really wanted to do. You know, you've been good at it and you'd really like to pursue it. And you get there and you think, no, this, yeah. this just doesn't align. I thought it would. You know, I've always been told it would. Um, I've been chasing it. It's a good career. It's good financially. It's a good It's a good everything. And you get there and you go, it might pay the mortgage, it might give me a fancy car and a holiday and it might do this, this and this, but it doesn't feel right, it doesn't sit right, it's not who I am. Yeah. Um, and, and And we all encourage that and go, you know, try it out, see if it fits. Yeah. Go down that route a little bit yeah. and see how it feels and you'll know, you'll know. And because you're in a community that's supporting that exploration of is it right for me? Does it sit well? Is it part of my core intention? Is it taking me to where I want to be instead of, oh, you should get on that motorway and go, 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 because it's, you know, it's a good career option. It's a good this, it's a good that. You know what? There's more to life, as I've said to you, more to life than career and money. And you don't know if you've got tomorrow or not. You you don't know. So if the sun is shining today and there's a lake calling and, you know, it's got your name (laughs) on it, go and swim. You know, go and swim because we don't always get those opportunities. And, hey, we live in the north of England, so it ain't going to be sunny for much longer. So do it now. You know, it's that make hay while the sun shines. Don't sit in an office doing something that you don't really enjoy and want to do because you ought to. You know, there are times where you should just go there's me living on this planet as well and I need some joy in my life because that joy overflows and other people are inspired by it to live their joy and suddenly the world's a more peaceful happy pleasant place to live
0: yeah absolutely I love that um the phrase you said about how how does it feel and I think many of us probably haven't tapped into that superpower of exactly feeling how it feels right but we like you said rightly you know Something sitting. I have all of the elements, but there's something still. Something doesn't feels like I still want to be pursued, or there's something that doesn't feel quite right. Um, And I think that's where why I wanted to include the journaling exercises. I've been a journaler for. I've got journals going back to when I was about twelve. Nobody's ever going to see them. Um, I don't know (laughs) twelve, probably involving boys and uh, yeah, adolescent insecurities, probably, but in that journaling is a way of me externalizing my thoughts and figuring out the feelings that i was having and what and trying to figure out what it you know what they meant um and for me journaling's been huge um did you did you journal before you came into the genius journal community and ever what have been the benefits you felt from from the exercises and the questions so
1: i'm i'm a person of full disclosure so i've never been a journaler i've had a number of beautiful notebooks that i have thought I was going to journal in over the years and then maybe get three pages in and then I feel really uncomfortable so one of my things I've discovered is that when I feel uncomfortable or I'm exploring what's going on in my head and in me I don't like to put it down for fear of what others might say or think if they read it
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: that's a big thing for me is is what others might think others are going to judge me and I have discovered so I've been going through the journaling process with you guys, but I haven't been putting a lot of it on paper. I did the initial, <clears throat> you know, the dream day and the influencers And, you know, I did that, my core intentions. But I did it in such a way that it was a bit sanitized. So I knew what I meant. But if anybody else reading it, they'd be like, oh, "That's it's a bit vague. And it was intentional because it was like, I can't write this down. And and a bit like the, why aren't my children in that dream day? I couldn't write that down. And if they read it and went, we're not even (laughs) part of your dream life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was that fear of, if I really put my true intentions down, my true feelings, what would other people say? So I I write very limited. And um, I was challenged. I've been sitting watching my daughter get uncomfortable and then go into the journaling process and start, writing and watching her and thinking you know i've never i've I've never even dreamed of picking up her journal and reading to see what's in it you know that's hers and Mm -hmm. so i've started um writing my thoughts for the day at the beginning and end of the day and i've started planning my day with more intention and having a, a list of to do and a list of would be nice to do and you know if all is done by lunchtime well hey i could do this one as well or I could sit with a cup of tea with my feet up on the log. And so I've started to do that. And the journal has given me the courage, little by little by little, to actually physically put it down. Mm. And there is great strength in writing it down. You know, I have thoughts flying around my head all the time, and um, I'm quite happy to express them and to tell other people when I feel safe to do so. Mm. But I've never felt safe putting it on paper. It's almost like it's too big, it's too loud, it's too much to Mm. see it in writing. Um, And the fear was ridiculous. Mm. Why why would I be fearful of of that? And I know why. I'm not sharing that with you. I know know why I have been fearful and that I have uncovered throughout this process. Mm. And that fear is like, you know what, just do it anyway. Just you know, so I have started being more, um, more able to put my feelings onto paper and see them reflected back at me in print. And mm. by seeing them in print, it sent me off on another, you know, oh, oh, well, what about this? So by doing it, I've gone deeper and deeper, and I found out more about myself that I either hadn't looked at or explored or allowed myself to feel or think before. And it's just opening up all of these possibilities
0: yeah
1: by being disciplined enough to follow the process that I know works because I've seen it work and I've advised people I encourage people to do it because I know the power of it
0: yeah
1: but it was almost like I was fearful it's back to fear again fear of writing down my dream day fear of what's in it fear of why because I appear on the surface to have all these wonderful things anyway and it all comes back to being fearful. And I posted yesterday, being fearful of being who I could be. You know, is it? I haven't got it just to hand. Our greatest fear is not in that we are not good enough. Our greatest fear is in that what we could be and who we could be. Um, and it's a wonderful piece. And you'll probably remember better than I who wrote it. But, you know, we could, we could give you that information later. And that, I even have it laminated. and it was in a book and it fell out when I was cleaning yesterday I have two things laminated one is my um kind of my mantra my goal my vision and I've had that same thing laminated I carry it in my purse and it's all about well-being and empowering other people to you know increase their well-being and and how well-being is is empowering and that it is good and it is right to earn a living and live my life by helping other people increase and um, attach themselves to their own personal well-being. Um, mm. And I have laminated, and I, I don't, you know, I don't remember phrases and people and book titles <laughs> and who wrote them. I just know that I saw them and they affected me. Um, but, yeah, I love that. So our greatest fear is not in who we are, it's in being who we could be. being all and and I identify massively with that that I'm almost afraid to be who I know I'm capable of being you Mm. know in that that dream moment yeah I could I could so nail that but I'm frightened of being it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah
0: that resonates a lot and I and thank you for like even just the vulnerability of like sharing that because I think there's a lot of people don't Maybe won't acknowledge that necessarily because that's quite a scary thought to think of. And yeah, I think we are definitely there is an element of feeling scared of your own potential. Um, and it's part of what what drove me to create the journals was you know I just have always seemed to have this thing when it was running my business and bringing staff in or anyone I could always sort of see the potential sim- like lying under the surface. And it's like how do you enhance that? How do you bring that out? And I don't think necessarily. In life, generally we're taught how to do that. Um, you know, we're all taught to have amazing big dreams, and then we see all the people doing the amazing big dream thing, but we we don't necessarily be a bit in the middle, and we've never really had that unpicked for us. And I think that's what um, definitely helps me bridge the gap between, you know, taking an idea and having that inspiration and deciding that you're gonna do it, and then maintaining the momentum and having the toolkit available to get to get you there and not realizing it's a one single destination, it's various bits in the bits that exploration that curiosity and I think journaling certainly for me is sort of a grounding exercise a really self-exploration exercise which at the end of the day who you are today and where you are today has been driven by you know the person that you are and so I'm picking some of what's going on under the surface like you say those thoughts and those emotions all of that is going to help you identify some key areas that you can make some improvements on that are then going to Externalized in action, you know, are going to happen in, the world. and so um, it is a very personal experience, and that's why you know, with the community, we're very respectful if people aren't sharing a huge amount. That's not what it's there for. It's just to feel part of something and seeing people progressing. But the journaling is completely private. You know, you can comment if you like. You can share if you like. It's, there's no pressure. But at that privacy of journaling and that processing and making sense of things, that can happen in that private space. I think interestingly as well, what you said there as well, is like you love to talk to people about it. What you have to remember with the conversation is that you're interacting and taking feedback from the person you're talking to. So what you're saying is being influenced by the person sitting in front of you. Yeah. With journaling, you're not answerable to anyone. There is no judgment. There is no having to write it and make it palatable. You can just write it. Um, then give yourself you know, a couple of days and come back to it and what I've found and I don't know if you found the same Linda but when I've gone back on things and reread my mind instantly goes back to the mental state that I was in at that moment and for what I'm doing is kind of bottling those moments where maybe something's triggered me or I had a particularly calm beautiful restful dream day and I'm like okay well, that's what happened there what mindset was I in what was the state that I was in so I can revisit those as touch points and start to unpick- had to have more of the days that were the calm green day um me (laughs) versus stressed anxious twitchy full of buzzing with thoughts not quite what's going on and just unpick what were the differences and the journaling is really just that almost like a time capsule i don't know have you done the same with the journey exercises yeah definitely um
1: and the nice thing is as you start to track it and look back if you see a a journal post that you think wow that was a great day that was good or ooh that wasn't a great day you can have a look at what pre you know predisposed it and go yeah. so those elements trigger me to think behave and feel in that way and you see patterns building up mm-hmm. and i use it in in my business all the time i get people to write food diaries and in that food diary i want to know how you felt that day what was your mood like you know what was your stomach like were you bloated you know da, 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 all of these things did right. you have a headache you know but how you felt leading up to you know the bad food choices and the headache and all the other things what what's the trigger and we talk about it in habits what was the trigger that caused you to do that that led to yeah. the end result and if you can unpick it back to the trigger that set that off, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm, I, I, was, I was kind of reminded of that by one of the comments in one of the threads in the journal the other day, and you know maybe I'll share it with the individual, but those triggers and those feelings that are coming up, you've got to unpick it back. You've got to go back. Yeah. And if you're still struggling, you know where they're coming from, but you don't know why they're coming from there. Mm -hmm. Go back to your your dream day and your, you you know you kind of your ethical run. What it is that drives you? What's important to you? You know what is your baseline, and if it's not hitting your baseline, if it's not taking you back to your true intentions, Mm -hmm. why? And is that something that you want to carry forward with you forever, or is it something that you can change by habits? Is it something that you can change by um, coaching or understanding or challenging? um you know those those are the big things it's unpicking it and that's what journaling allows you to do is the unpicking of what is going on why do I feel like that why am I reacting in that way and Mm. where did that come from and is it about somebody else that's in you know kind of coming and battering my day or is it coming from me is it something that's deep in me that's making me react to that and can I unpick it you know can I deal with it um you know and I, I I do that with my clients all the time, sometimes unconsciously, and I send them off on this little trip, and I I signpost them to this journal, to you know other people I know. You you of course know what I'm referring to, but I have I have people in my toolkit that I use all the time for unpicking stuff, or putting things back together, or exploring, and you know this this has been incredibly important for me and. And a, and a great great tool so i i have got to say a massive thank you for developing it
0: um, because
1: it's you know more and more i look at it and think oh if only that person could do that if only that person if only that person and oh if we could just get them to realize if they get over the first hurdle if they you know get over themselves put themselves into the process oh my goodness what could it open up for them in their lives and yeah, yeah so it's it's quite incredible
0: yeah definitely Thank you so much for that. And I think I think as well, I'd just like to touch on like that sense of overwhelm and anyone taking a step in this direction. It's incredibly brave. It's incredibly courageous to, to make the decision and to go, OK, I'm going to go in and I'm going to unpick this and I'm going to see. I do want more. I don't know what it is yet and I don't know why I feel the sense of feeling a bit stuck or feeling a bit like, is this it? Or whatever those feelings might be. And diving into this absolutely, and and engaging fully with it, like the dream day, like you say, you might need to revisit it two or three times, or all of all of the exercises. But um, I'd love to touch on a little bit like the bite-sized lessons and the sort of piecemeal way that we slowly take people through the process. So it's not a, you come in and there's just overwhelm of information because that's really what I wanted to avoid. You know, when we listen to a podcast or we read an amazing book or we watch an amazing talk and there's just almost too much information and there's not been enough integration and processing time that goes along with it which is the reason for having the journals uh, and the journaling exercise um, the, the step-by-step through of the sort of the micro learning the little daily lessons a little daily journaling exercises sort of ha- holding your hand through the whole process um what was your just touch on that a little bit and then you know also talk about maybe the genius guides and how we've dipped into certain things with particular focus um and yeah,
1: yeah so doing the the first month that that you know that bit at the beginning where you're really defining yourself and, and you can go as deep or as you know superficial as you like where you you define who you are and what you are that process in itself was quite a. it it looked superficial it didn't look difficult but once you got into it it you know it could get a bit uncomfortable and then you have a revelation and then you talk to other people and suddenly it just became this this beautiful pandora's box of <laughs> oh, i love this you know it really excited me and um, and then it was like oh i'm done that's me i've sorted it but actually you haven't because all you've done is is taken a snapshot of something that you would like and then the reality kicks in that well actually I'm here I'm stuck here and what I want is over here and mm. you know I've tried this and this and this and this and I keep getting knocked back or I can't see I can't see how I get from A to B and what the journal has done is through exploring all sorts of things and it can be anything from tech addiction, stealing our time to um organizing your day using planners to get the most out of it and um, you know. Techniques of, you know, in the office boundaries that you may have with work and personal life, with how to get more done, keeping your concentration on focus. All of these things are tiny, tiny pieces of this massive jigsaw. And, you know, unless you've got the picture of what the jigsaw is going to be, Mm -hmm. how do you know where to start? You know, do do you have blue at the top because it's the sky, and green at the top because at the bottom because it's grass or you know is it a jigsaw of you know a jet flying through unless you've got that end picture of the jigsaw how do you know where to start and then you've got to start putting in places the corners the straight edges and those things are the disciplines the the route to take the um, things that you can bring on board in your life to kind of clarify things and to get rid of the clutter
0: mm-hmm.
1: so the process of going through each of the you know the genius guides is illuminating another piece, picking it up, having a look at it, has it got holes, has it got knobbles? Um, you know, has it got a straight edge or has it got a curved edge? Where might that fit? Does it even belong to this jigsaw? You know, if, if your piece of jigsaw piece is this big and everything else in the box is this big, does this actually belong in my jigsaw, or yeah. do I need to throw it out? So I found that the guides have been really good to dip in and out so I've always been a person that can sleep for England you know it's always been my strength I can sleep anywhere anytime and get up like that it's never been a problem until recently and my sleep patterns are all over the place and somebody asked me the other day so why are you waking up what is it what are you feeling when you wake up what's what what is going on that's making you wake up And I very quickly came up with, oh, I'm in this bad pattern because we've just finished three months of lambing where I would get up twice every night. So my body clock's kicked out. And, oh, and the cat, because it's been hot, we've had an open window, so the cat's been bringing in birds and rats and rabbits to play with in the bedroom. (laughs) That's been waking me up. And and then I went, "And, hmm." and then the real reason why I was waking up and why I then got up, got out of bed, went downstairs, made myself a cup of tea had quiet time had time to myself in a quiet house with no tv with no and then i realized what was going on in here you know Mm -hmm. so that was really important so the sleep guide was something very superficial about you know technical blue lights and all of that and sleep patterns and sleep deprivation which i experience every spring with lambing time and and know that sleep deprivation really well and All of the things that happen in your body and how you can use that to then go, ah, yeah, sleep deprivation or, you know, I'm not sleeping because I'm drinking too much coffee or I have too much blue light or I'm, you know, stressed right up until the moment I go to bed or, you know, Mm -hmm. all these things. So something that's very simple turns out to be actually really simple and you go knock it on the head. Don't do that. Change my routine. Bang. I'm sleeping better. So I'm functioning better. I'm working better. I'm getting more done. I've got more time at the end of the day because I've been more effective earlier in the day so I'm not bringing work work home so I'm spending time with my family that's quality bang simple and yet not so simple if it hasn't been explained so I've I've loved the the jigsaw pieces and you just don't know what's coming next or how you're going to respond to the guides and some of them you just fly through and others you actually expose a little bit of your jigsaw puzzle that's not great and it's like doesn't even belong here. Gone. Yeah. Or oh, yeah, actually I've got that the wrong way up. And I need to go and it's not even sky, it's sea. Just because it's mm-hmm. blue doesn't mean it. So I've really enjoyed that. And the two that I think I have really embraced the most and got the most out of, partly because they were the most challenging for me, mm-hmm. were boundaries. Yeah. So setting boundaries with myself and other people and um, simple things around. When I'm doing something like this and I am working, um, please don't come in the kitchen and make a cup of tea and bash around and talk to me when I'm very obviously talking to somebody else.
0: Um,
1: um, And boundaries around, no, you can't just turn up without giving me a call first to see if I'm in the middle of something else, because that other thing could be really important and time sensitive. So those boundaries and boundaries around emotions and feelings and relationships, that's been really, really, you know, A good one for me and the other one as you know has been zone of genius Mm -hmm. oh my goodness I know where my competencies are I know what I'm really good at I know what makes me light up and I know what dulls me but actually having to put that down on paper in a journal actually having to explore that well not having to choosing to for me was really good so I'm going off down a couple of rabbit holes at the moment to feel how it feels when I'm doing this and this and this because they're unfamiliar and I want to know if we should go down there or should not and until I've experienced it I won't know so I'm going down a few little rabbit holes at the moment just to explore and that's been giving myself permission to do that has been really really good so loving it yeah can't wait to see what comes next (laughs) the more I do the more excited I'm getting
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, and just to explain the structure of the genius guys really really quickly Um, You know, we we take a particular topic and we break it down into seven days. So you can do one a week if you wish, or you can decide to spread it over a much longer period of time. Um, Each of the lessons is about half an hour. Um, There's a little video to watch, there's some information to read, and then there's a journaling exercise. And what I found in all the work that I've done and events that I've done and things like that was... The moment of inspiration is great and the knowledge, it's not, a, it's not a scarcity of knowledge that we're all struggling with. It's the ability to take that knowledge and apply it to our own circumstances and then take action on it, which is why what- We've chosen to break large amounts of content up. I mean, if I did all of the videos in one go, I think everybody would max out. We've run a mile. Um, so we, it's very short little videos with little bits of information, and then we do a journey exercise to actually apply that knowledge and apply it to our own circumstances and see what are some of the key takeaways that we can gain from it. And using the how skill set structure you learn in the first journal exercise as a foundational structure um, gives you the toolkit to go, okay, I know how to take this information in now, I know how to break it down. I know how to apply it and how I'm going to actually use it, and both implement it and integrate it going forward. So, can I give you the toolkit, and then we just keep feeding you the information through the funnel? And um, yeah, like Linda says, you it opens up the whole worlds of possibilities because you're applying that knowledge to your own personal circumstances and seeing where it takes you. So, yeah, no, it's been great. Great to hear how you've been getting on and seeing how everyone else has been getting on with it. Um, and just very quickly I'd love to finish with this is sort of what are you looking forward to the
1: most looking forward now with all of the information that you have um being I suppose empowered with my new understanding of myself um and letting go of the fear that's that's a massive one um the fear of moving into new things that that for me you know when I look at the things I've experienced in my life and there's been some pretty horrendous things you know I've worked in intensive care and oncology I've experienced death trauma all of these things have gone on around me you know there is so much fear and upset and bereavement wrapped up in my life how could anything that comes ahead match it and you know what i've survived all of that mm-hmm. and it's made me who i am today so that's a pretty awesome person to be going forward so why am i allowing fear to creep in when i know that i have the strategies and the coping abilities to cope with tons of stuff that's gone before what's going to be different what could come up in the future that would shock or surprise me or not be off kilter actually nothing um and I'm just loving the exploration. I'm, I'm loving being clear on things and um, finding that I have within me all of the tools that I need, it's just finding them and then finding a route to allow them to express themselves and this is giving me that. So yeah, massive, massive. I, I cannot recommend highly enough to anybody to try this, but to go in and persevere because at first I found it scary, uncomfortable. It was like like having somebody, you know, poke and poke and poke and poke. And I was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. I want to do it, but she's pushing my buttons. Um, But then when I kind of relax into it and go, nobody else knows the answers that I'm coming up with other than me. This This is my stuff. And I'm only admitting it to myself, but actually I'm exploring it for myself with myself with the help of this this structure that you know yeah I you know I've been part of personal development stuff for many many years at all sorts of levels I've been on courses day courses long courses you know all sorts of things and I've got to say this is proving to be the most powerful and productive of them all so far in my 57 years so well done
0: Nicola. Thanks so much for that Linda. Well that's wonderful and uh, yeah if any of you want to find out more about Gina show, you can find out more in the show notes below. Linda thank you ever so much for joining us. You've been an amazing member of the community and I'm just so excited for everything. Seeing it all blossom and unfold in front of us is, is absolutely amazing. So yeah thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much guys.